Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Today I have such a beautiful episode for you. I have an interview with a beautiful woman, Victoria. Victoria is part of my Awakening Academy membership and she has radically transformed her life over the last two years. As you'll hear in the interview, Veronica has done everything from leave a toxic relationship, become a single mother of four with an autistic child. She has graduated adult high school. She's manifested a brand new vehicle, manifested a home, and so much more. Veronica today is sharing her stories on how she changed her life, where she started, and what she recommends, you know, what her advice is for other women wanting to change their lives. This interview is so inspiring because it shows you that real women make real changes. This is somebody who wasn't spoon-fed anything, had nothing handed to her. A really real account of how life sometimes throws us crazy things. We have rock bottoms, we are coping, we're in unhealthy situations, and we can decide to change it all. I really hope you enjoy this episode because Veronica is going to be sharing what her first steps were and so many gold nuggets that she has learned along the way. Hey Seeker, welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Welcome, Veronica. I'm so excited that you're on the show and thank you for joining me today. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm very happy to be here. So this is Veronica, and she is, as we were just mentioning, the original member of what is now the Awakening Academy, which is my membership group. She was the very first person to join two years ago. We just actually had our second anniversary of it. I can't even believe it's been two years. Wow, neither can I. That's incredible. I can't believe that. Yeah, it's so crazy. So today, Veronica is going to share with us a bit of her story. And the reason that I decided to have her on the show is because Veronica has made some incredible transformations in her life. In the face of a really uncomfortable reality, she was going through some things. She'll share her story. Um, She decided to just change it all and use the tools that she had been learning over the years and really just went for it. And she's very, really inspiring to me and really evidence of what this type of work can do and how you really do have the ability to change your life. Let's just start, Veronica, with um, telling us just a little bit about yourself, whatever you feel like sharing today. Okay. Um, I'm I'm a 45-year-old single mom of four. I have three younger kids. nine, eight, and seven. And my oldest child is a grown-up. She's 25. I definitely consider myself um, a seeker. 
and a junkie for self-development, personal development. That's for sure. That's where my interests lie. And uh, I'm a big believer in the law of attraction. Absolutely. You've made some massive changes in your life. So can you tell us about those changes and what your life was like? Well, two short, two short years ago, really, my, my life looked nothing like what my life looks right now. I was very, very unhappy. I'd, I'd use the word miserable, honestly. I was in a very toxic relationship. It was obviously not bringing out the best in me. It was bringing out the worst in me. Um, I didn't feel supported or nurtured or or loved or or any of those things. And I wasn't giving any of those things to myself either. So really, how was I even going to find them elsewhere, right? I was very, very reactive, defensive. Well, this was probably closer to three years ago, but I was, you know, I would I would use alcohol to escape. There was a lot of escapism because I, I didn't like my situation. I didn't like my life. I didn't like how I felt. And that, that was just internally. That was my, my internal life. I was also a stay-at-home mother with my, my three younger kids. And I was living in like a really kind of like a busy congested area in the city that I lived in. No privacy, you know, loud and um, in low income housing at, at that time, a few years ago. And I wasn't happy there either, but I mean, I appreciated the fact that I had a roof over my head and my children's head and we were, you know, we were sheltered, we were housed, but that wasn't where I wanted to be ultimately, you know, driving a, a secondhand vehicle, it worked and got us where we needed to go. But, you know, I was always having issues with it and problems that, you know, needed big time money to fix this and, and fix that. And that's what my life looked like physically on, on the outside. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't great. And I was trying to be this shiny, happy person for my children and fake it until you make it kind of a deal. But none of that was, none of that was working for me. And I just really got to a point where, you know, when you get sick of your own bullshit kind of thing, <laughs> Kind of like, you know, I hit my rock bottom and just really didn't want to be there anymore, mentally, physically, where I was, the whole thing. I was not living the life that was meant for me or that I wanted for myself. That was a few years ago. Yeah, it wasn't great. It just, it, it wasn't a good feeling life. It wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted. And I was, I was miserable. Yeah. And I know too, just in my own experience, that when I was living so um, unhealthy, spiritually, mentally, physically, all the stuff, and having children, um, to any of the moms out there, that you know, this is how it happened for me, anyways. But there's also a weird pressure of like, I want to be more for my kids as well. I want to be who I authentically am, of course, for me, but also for the children, you know, there's that sort of added thing of like, they're witnessing this life too. They're part of this life too. Did you experience that at all? Yes, I was, I was very conscious of that. I was very conscious of, I am being watched, right? People are looking up to me. I could tell my children you know, this is how you should do this, or this is how you should do that. And this is how you should act. And ultimately that doesn't actually mean anything. It's they're, 
they're watching you and they are acting, they're going to ultimately act out what they're seeing, not what they're hearing. And I know that from my own experience being a child, right? Yeah. So I was very aware of that. And I felt like the time was, was ticking also. I felt like the time was really ticking. Like the pressure was on. Like I have to be not just, you know, a fake shiny, happy person for my children. I need to make real change because I'm responsible for these people. I want to be the best person I can for myself, like you said, of course, but for them as well. And the only way that I know how to teach them to ultimately be the best people that they can be when they're older and out on their own is for me to do it, for me to set the example. I kind of used it like as a fire, like to light a fire under me, like, okay, you know, my kids need me. This is, they were like, they were a real motivator for me. And, you know, it's, it's, you said it very well, the fire, because we need to always do things for ourselves first and foremost. Um, But it is, it's like that fire. It's kind of like you're saying, you can't be telling them one thing and doing another, like, you know, eat your vegetables while I sit here and eat chips. Like you got (laughs) to... You got a bad vegetable eater for your kids, you know, (laughs) you have to be the example. So can you then tell us about what your turning point was? If it was one thing or an accumulation, was there a moment in time? Was there something you did or experienced? What was that turning point where you kind of went like, F it, I need to really, I'm doing this. It was a little bit of both. It was, it definitely was an accumulation of things because I was just accumulating resentment and accumulating pressure and accumulating all the yucky stuff, right? It was just accumulating. I really do feel though that probably like two, two years ago, like this really, this really sticks out in my head as kind of like the final straw, so to speak. I don't want to, I don't want to be like, you know, it it was that person. They did this. I don't want to be like that because I don't think like that anymore. I know lessons come to us for reasons and, you know, you attract what you need for your highest growth. Right. So, but it was, it was my relationship. Like it, it had taken such a nosedive and there was just, there was just such a a level of disrespect. And there was, there was like an incident with money and, and just, just crazy craziness without getting into like the whole thing. And I was just like, damn, (laughs) this is not what I want to be doing. Like this is, I can giggle now because it's two years behind me, but I was just like, this is not what I want to be doing. This is not fun. This is not bringing me happiness. This is not bringing me anything. I, I really don't deserve this. I deserve better. Like I really deserve better. I, I deserve to live a life that's more peaceful, more relaxed, um, more support, more love. So it was just like the yuckiness had just accumulated to a point where I was just like, I felt like garbage. Everything felt like garbage. I was just like, there has to be something more for me. And I I believe I was in the membership and I, and I'm sure it was something that I had um, read on there that kind of stuck in my head and didn't leave. And it was something like the reason that you want the things that you want is because they're yours. They belong to you. It's, you want them, that feeling has been put inside you to want these things because they are attainable for you. That's why you want them. And so that kind of like, that good little virus (laughs) that that was kind of got 
inside me. And I was like, I want, I want these better things. I want these better feelings. I want these better things outside of myself because they're mine and they're attainable. That's why the want is there. That kind of like filled me. And I was like, okay, yeah, I like this idea. And that kept blossoming inside me. Wow. That's so incredible. I, I just love hearing that. And it's just crazy because it sometimes it is that one thing. Sometimes you just see the right thing, you hear the right thing on the right day, and it just hits you to your core. The things you want are placed in your heart for a reason. Your yes. desires, and, and so many of us say, well, yeah, but doesn't everyone want to write a New York Times bestseller or have a six-pack or run a marathon? It's like, no, not everybody wants that. What you want, what you picture as your dream life is there for you. What a profound sort of moment and shift that that was. What did you start doing differently at first that really helped to catapult this transformation? My, my, my entire inner dialogue had to change. And I knew that right away. I just intuitively knew that. Like my inner dialogue was, it was trash. You know what I mean? Like oh, you know, you can't go back to school because you've been out of school too long and you're not smart enough and who will watch the kids? And, and that's what my inner, my inner dialogue was like with everything that I, I wanted to do or wanted to have. For example, like, okay, you don't want to live on this street anymore. It's too busy. It's too congested. There's no privacy. But I mean, why would you really deserve to live anywhere else? Like, why would you just personally deserve a bigger home in a better area. Like, come on. That's, that was my inner dialogue with everything. And I just knew that that had to change and being, you know, associated with food Buddha first. And then the membership, like, I don't, I don't want to downplay, you know, how, how much that helped. Like that helped everything. Like the support was there, the ideas, the advice, like everything. And if you want to take it and, and implement it, you know, what, what works for you, like it, it accelerates your growth. It really honestly does. Like, I'm so glad I found it, found it, found you, found, you know, the whole thing. But, um, I had to change how I was talking to myself. It was, it was the most important thing. I didn't feel like I could do anything else until I did that. So when my ego um, would come up and with its bag of tricks and tell me all the reasons why I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that and that wouldn't work and I wasn't worthy, at first I would argue it down, right? I'd be like, hey, you know, F off. <laughs> I can do this and I can do that. And I did that for a while. And then I just started to feel like, you know, I, that's me arguing with my ego. There's like, you know, a push and pull there. I started to be um, more loving um, and more kind and more forgiving when those thoughts would come up. I'd be like softer. I'd be like, okay, I understand, you know, you're afraid and you're trying to keep me safe and you're telling me all this stuff. And I think you're wrong. And I think this, so I kind of would say the opposite when it would come to me, like, you know, you can't go back to school because that was really what I wanted to do. I I'd quit school when I was very young. I was 16 or 17. I quit in grade 10 and I was just kind of waiting for my youngest to be in school. And I was like, I want to go back to school. I want to go back to school. This is, this is what I want because I couldn't really do anything. Um, you know, I couldn't go to community college or take any courses or do anything that I wanted to do without that step first so that I had to do that. 
So I was like, yeah, like that's what I want to do. But like when my ego would come up and, you know, tell me these things, like my self-talk was, was not great. And when I started to change it, I started to feel like, yeah, you know, I can do this. And the more I changed my, my self-talk to the way you would talk to your child if they were having a bad day or the way you would talk to your best friend if they were having a bad day, you know, you wouldn't point your finger at them and be like, listen, (laughs) that's crazy. And (laughs) of course you can't do that and all this stuff. Right. And I was like, why? I I need to talk to myself. Like I talked to my, my children or my best friend or whoever came to me with feeling unworthy. Like, what would I say to them? I know what I would say to them. I have to turn that on me. And as I started to turn that on me and make myself um, feel more worthy, to feel worthy of the things that I wanted, to feel worthy of moving forward in my life. (laughs) And then things start to move and shift outside of you to make the shift to reflect the shift inside of you. And that's just what started to happen. Like things just started to fall into place for me. And I'd be like, oh, okay, (laughs) this is how this works. This is cool. (laughs) Um, It was fantastic. Like things just started to shift for me. I'd see like little shifts and big shifts inside of me. And the more shifts that took place inside of me, the more shifts that took place outside of me. And I was just like, okay, this is how this works. I have to, you know, get things right inside and the outside will be reflected. So changing my, my self-talk was huge. It was big. I couldn't really move anywhere with anything until I did that. And the second thing, um, that really, that really helped me change, change my entire life were mantras. I would usually, I made myself a box to Leah and I put like a different mantra on these slips of paper. I think there was probably 30 some of them and I'd put them in and um, ones that felt good to me. It had to be believable for me, right? And I put them in and I take one out usually like every few days and I'd leave it on my dresser and I'd, I'd say that one every day. Or if I was feeling something in particular that I, that I really, you know, if I wasn't feeling particularly worthy, I would, you know, write one out about feeling worthy and I'd like focus on that mantra all day long or for three days or even for a week. And that really made such a big shift inside of me. I reprogrammed myself to think a certain way. And once I started thinking a certain way about myself, um, things just started changing on the outside. It's, it's miraculous, really. It's magical and it's miraculous. When I think of everything that's changed in my life the past few years, like there was a lot of work. I had to do a lot of work on myself. I had to forgive myself for a lot of things, but, but magical and miraculous really just, they really just come to mind for me. Wow. Holy, there's just so much in there. Um, (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. And that's so beautiful just about the mantras. And because, you know, I have this thing with mantras where I think that they are incredibly powerful, but your energy has to be behind them, you know, and I talk about this, we've had talks about this, how you got to pick the one that lights you up. And that's exactly what you're saying. You wouldn't just pick like life is good. You would pick the one that really lit you up in that time in your life or that day or whatever it was. 
and focused on it, it, it really is powerful because it reprograms your thoughts. And that's everything that you're saying is you really took responsibility and control for lack of better words over mm-hmm. your mindset. You really sort of took the bull by the horns because a lot of times people want to change, but they either don't learn or they're not willing to see, or they just don't have the tools yet to realize that you have to change your talk, your, your thoughts, your words, your, um, you know, your beliefs. And you started with your self-talk and that's just such a powerful place to start because as you said, nothing really happens until you start that because you could go out and try to change. But if you're hearing how unworthy you are in your mind, and along with a hundred other mean things that we say to ourselves, you're just not going to be able to move forward. So like what a profound shift to be saying, I deserve better. And, you know, every time that would come up about you're not good enough or you're smart enough to go back to school or anything to just flip that and consistently remind yourself of your worthiness of your ability of the fact that you can do this it's just so powerful and it's so simple right i heard a saying recently and i don't even know if the woman i was listening to quoted it i don't know where it's from but it was very powerful and she said the people that are successful do the things that are simple to do but they're easy not to do as well, right? And I just, ever since I heard that, I keep having these flashes of like this and this and this of like, yeah, these things are easy to do, meaning simple, simple concepts, simple things, but they're so easy not to do. And that just makes all the difference, that positive self-talk, you know, loving up on yourself, especially in the midst of such a profound change. So then what did you, what did you start to do? Like, how did you get out of the relationship? How did you actually make the physical changes that you needed? Once the mental changes were in place and things started falling together, like falling together, it's a funny way to say it, but how did you do those physical changes, like moving and uprooting your children, leaving the relationship, going back to school? Like, how did all that stuff come about? I would like to, I would like to say it was all, it was all so, you know, so much effort on my part, but it really wasn't. Once I made the the shift on the inside, everything just started shifting for me very quickly on the outside. And I was like, damn, <laughs> this is wild. Um, the, the shift, once the shift took place on the inside, everything uh, on the outside was, was, a, was just so much easier after that. Um, my relationship, um, I was so concerned about, you know, how am I going to get out of this relationship? And I, and I had all these reservations about it too. Like, can I really be a single mom? That's going to be so difficult. Like, how will I ever go to the grocery store without taking all my children? Or I'll be the sole person driving the kids, just all that stuff that you would think of. And then of course I thought of my children. I was like, oh my gosh, like, what's that going to do to them to not have their parents together? And I had all these fear, fearful thoughts surrounding it. But honestly, I had my inner voice, my inner guidance, my higher self, whatever people call, choose to call what they feel is guiding them, just kind of said to me, don't worry about that. If you make the leap, the net will appear. Show that, show that you trust and it will happen. So I had to just trust. I had to trust that the universe had my back. And that is something else that I picked up from you as well. 
I just had to trust. I just had to say to myself, I have to trust that the universe has my back. And my relationship, it just, it just abruptly ended. It was just like over one day and he had just left all on his own after I had worried for months, like, you know, feeling like I need him to leave and how am I going to get him to leave and, and all this type of thing. And it was just like, once I was like, over the whole worrying about, can I do this on my own? I'm like, I can do this on my own. I can do this on my own. It's better for my children if they're not witnessing dysfunction. Once I had made up my mind that this was best for them and I could do this on my own, I could do it. I was strong enough. I was smart enough. I could do it on my own. Um, once I had made that shift in my mind, it was just like, okay, he was ju he just left one day and he took his things and he never came back. And I was just like, wow, it, I didn't actually have to do anything. There was no big dramatic fight. There was no, um, you know, what you associate with a bad breakup. You know what I mean? Like a bad ending, like someone's clothes are on the lawn or whatever. <laughs> like there was none of that. It was very anticlimactic. So I started see, seeing the pattern there, like if I would hand over my trust to the universe, the universe would not let me down because the, it can't. I'm giving it my trust. I'm giving it all my trust and all my faith. It has my back. It will not let me down. It cannot let me down. So then everything just quickly, quickly fell, fell into place. Like he was gone. A few weeks later, I was in school full time. Everything very quickly just fell into place. I'll give you a really good example. I didn't have a lot of money at the time and it was low income housing. So it's like, okay, you know, I need to be here. It's in my best interest right now to be here, but I don't like it and I'm not happy. So what I would do is I would stand in the window and I'd look at my children's swing set. This might blow your mind a little. And I would visualize a much bigger yard. I would visualize all these trees because I'm from the country. I grew up in the country, very small community of about 200 people. So I would picture all these trees and all these greenery around the swing set. And I would do that for a few minutes every day. And I would also conjure up not just the visualization, but the feelings you know, because when you want something, you don't really want something. You want what you think that something is going to make you feel like, right? So mm -hmm. it would make me feel great to see my children running around in a much, you know, more spacious yard. It would make me feel great for my children to be surrounded by all these trees and all this greenery and the birds and all that type of thing. So I would stand there and I would just visualize just for a few moments. And Talia, when I look out my kitchen window now, two years later, that's what I'm looking at. We have this giant yard. We have all these trees everywhere. I just visualized that so many times. Um, I, I eventually brought it, I brought it to myself. So the power of visualization is not to be underestimated. We've been here for a few months now. And when I come out and I look out at this, I'm like, wow. <laughs> We are powerful beings and we don't even really realize how powerful we are. We need to give ourselves, you know, credit for that. Like we can make really huge, significant changes doing very simple things. Like we just discussed very simple things. It's not as difficult as one would think. I am just sitting here <laughs> in awe of there's so much gold here. First of all, I'm just you're just doing such a good job. I want to just acknowledge you and how much of a difference you've made in your life, in your children's lives. 
um, what the type of mother that you are now, the type of person that you are now, what you know yourself to be and what you're capable of. It's just, it's just the tip of the iceberg, I'm sure, because look at how much you've done in two years. One thing I want to go back to, because I just was sitting here going, oh my goodness, is I can't even believe that your husband just left. I didn't know that. And that is just so incredible that once you made that decision, the universe gets to work quickly, everybody, like quickly. And because it was so much in your highest good, you got on board with what was possible for you, with the life that you wanted. And be- you started believing, you started telling yourself that you were worth it and started believing that it was possible. And once that decision was made, it just like, he just walked out, like he just left. And that's absolutely incredible because the universe does want what's best for us, including it doesn't want us to have to go through the epic breakup where there's p- plates being broken and yes. clothes on the yes. lawn. If there's an easier way, it wants that for you. So that was just a beautiful time of, um, I also hear surrender, trusting, having faith in the universe, like you were saying, surrendering the house, but just knowing you were moving into a different place. And bam, like to everybody that's going through something like that, even if it's a job you hate that you can't see a way out of, or a relationship that's not serving you, or a money story or whatever... Once you make that decision to shift and truly put your faith and trust in the universe, just even as much as you can, because we all have moments of doubt and fear, but deciding, putting your faith, and then all of a sudden it's like the pieces just get moved for you. It's just incredible. The fact that you just walk out and you didn't even have to do it, although you did a lot of deep work inside, a lot of things that felt difficult to acknowledge and accept and really admit the relationship needed to end. You needed to move on. You know, you did all that. You did all that. But then the universe came and was like, okay, I've seen all the good work you're doing. Here you go. I'll just move this piece along for you really easily. You know, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing too about the visualization. It's incredible that you would look out the window, see the swing sets, see the trees in your mind's eye, do that. And now a small two years later, you are actually looking at the swing set. It's been incredible to watch you. And then even just, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you graduated. What an accomplishment that is. And how does that feel? How does that feel doing that for yourself? Thank you. I really appreciate that. It feels wonderful. And like, I, I had a lot of fear around that too. Like the night before, like my first day, like I had, I was, you know, excited and nervous. I didn't know what to expect. And I, I, and it was adult high school. And I was like, I, I don't know, you know, who's there. And I don't, I didn't know anything. I was just like, okay, this is where I need to be. So I have to assume that everything is going to work out very smoothly for me. I started making a lot of assumptions the past two years. And my assumptions always were, everything's going to work out for me because everything is working out for me. Right. And it, it just went so smoothly. It was, it was amazing. Like it, it went so well and it, it was a great experience. I'll always cherish like my two years, um, my two years at that school doing that because that, that's how long it took because I needed all of my credits. So it was a great experience. Once you turn over your trust, what you need and who you need shows up for you. The support showed up for me because I trusted that I was going to get it. The people I needed to help me through that, help me, you know, transition, they were there. They showed up for me. They, they, they just did. It's like whatever I needed because I trusted that I needed it and I deserved it for a reason. It just, it just kept showing up. The miracles and the magic just kept showing up because my, 
in my belief. And so it could not be any other way in my mind because I believe so strongly that everything is going to work out for me. And that's another thing that I learned in the membership as well. Everything's always working out for me. That's a mantra that I rely on all the time. Everything's always working out for me. That's one of my go-to mantras. I'll be saying that when I'm 98 (laughs) in the rocking chair. I'm someone who I really love to look back and allow that sort of hindsight is 2020 thing, allow that to build faith in the present, if that makes sense. So one, one thing I'm just seeing is like, everything is working out for me. Well, two years ago, and to anyone who's in the thick of struggle, it's hard to feel that sometimes because it's hard to be like, well, how is this toxic relationship? Or how is this, you know, people struggle with all sorts of things, finances, weight, health concerns, um, whatever it is, like, how is this working for me? But when you do, you know, the work that Veronica is talking about and changing your mindset and changing your self-talk and what you're capable of, you start to be able, you know, to look back, like now, two years later, look back and go, that actually was working for me. It was showing me what wasn't working, but it was also bringing you to a place of change, of finding your inner strength, finding your worth, believing you're smart enough, believing you're capable, believing you're resourceful enough. It it completely changed your life, right? And it did through sort of rock bottom moments. Think of a thing you've overcome before. Think of a thing that you've been through that you now can go like, wow, that sure did teach me a lot or that made me hit my knees and find the, you know, source or find God or find whatever, right? It had me look deeper. It had me pull out resources inside that I didn't know. It had me learn that I was capable of massive change, that I could do this. I just want to sort of say that, you know, it's not always easy to see how life is working out for you. But when you look back, you really see how it is. It's just so powerful because the universe truly does have your back and things truly are working out for you. Thank you so much for sharing all that, Veronica. You're welcome, Talia. And and I just want to say like over the past two years, like when, when I was having, you know, my, my moment of doubt here or there or my, you know, a crappy day or whatever, I would, I would remind myself by saying, trust the reroute. I would say that to myself incessantly, trust the reroute because this isn't you know, what I pictured and this isn't how I imagined my, my life to go, but trust the reroute because there are no roadblocks, just detours, trust the reroute and you'll get there. You'll get where you need to go. Trust the path, trust the journey. Your trust is what's going to get you there. That's so, I just love that so much. And that is something that I say often is like, there are no roadblocks, only detours. And when we get all bunched up and pinched off and bent out of shape over something that doesn't pan out the way we thought, or we're all ready to do something and it's canceled or whatever it is, it's, it's really powerful to go, this must be a detour in the right direction. This must be. And there are many things that I've done that have not worked out. And at the time, I'm like, what the hell? I, I even thought that I was guided to do this. Like, why, what? But then I look back and I go, yeah, totally. I was stuck in the same pattern, sort of attached to the outcome. My intention wasn't, you know, maybe what the universe would have wanted for me or something like that. And I can see how I was actually just being detoured into something that was going to work better for me. 
trust the reroute. I, I would say that to myself many times throughout the day, trust the reroute when I was feeling, feeling doubtful, you know, cause some days you're in total alignment and you're one with everything and you don't need any reassurance because you're, you got it right. But there's days when you need to tell yourself something <laughs> to get yourself, to get yourself through, you know, you need to reassure yourself. And that would always reassure me. I would just say, trust the reroute, trust the reroute. The reroute took me to where I am today, and I'm really, really happy and content with who I am, who I'm becoming, right? Because I feel like this is a process that that never stops, and that's good. That's how it should be. That's so powerful. And I was, this is a great segue because I was going to ask you, what is life like now after, you know, two years after making some incredible changes? And then, of course, all the changes along the way in the last two years, it wasn't just like, two years and that was it. You've been making massive strides and changes and shifts all the way along. Well, the first word that comes to mind um, would be peaceful. Life is peaceful now. And it's peaceful on the inside and it's peaceful on the outside, but it's peaceful on the outside because it's peaceful on the inside, right? I don't have any drama or chaos in my life. I had mentioned driving the old, <laughs> the old jalopy, the old van, that that's another thing. If I could just touch back on that for a second with the visualization, I had taken my van in, it was making these funny noises and I took it in and they're like, it's going to cost thousands of dollars to get it fixed. I think they, it was like $5,000. It was more than what I even paid for it. And I'm like, okay, well that can't happen. And I would drive around with my kids, you know, doing our errands and I would visualize myself in a newer vehicle. I would visualize it. I would visualize how it felt while I was driving. And I, and I manifested that as well. Like that, that came to me. I put myself first now. And I know that that's a real struggle for a lot of women to wrap their head around because we've been programmed to think differently. I have to take care of myself in order to take care of my children properly. One of the biggest parts of taking care of your kids properly and, 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 parents need to realize this, especially single parents. One of the biggest parts about taking care of your kids properly is taking care of yourself properly. It's not selfish. It's what you have to do to feel your best. I know when I've gotten a good night's sleep and, you know, I had my tea before bed and I have my water in the morning and get up like an hour or so earlier than my children just to, so I could journal or just sit quietly or whatever. When I do that, I'm, I'm a much better mom during that day. Everything just seems to flow easier because I've taken care of um, myself and my needs. And I, can, I have a full cup so I can pour, right? You know? Yes. You're a much nicer person, more patient person, at least for me. Um, when I'm taking yes. care of myself, I'm just so much more energetic and happy and less irritated and all of that stuff, um, which is just amazing. And then the other part, which is what you're saying is they also see you doing that. So things pop up where I will witness my language and I'm like, Oh, they're seeing me, right? Like we said before, little eyes, but sometimes it'll be like, I was just about to do something for myself. And then my kid comes and asks for something and it's not even very important. I don't want to sound mean, but it's not like, they're starving. It's just kind of, you know, something random. Can you braid my hair or something? And I'll go, yeah, okay. I was just going to run a bath, but yeah, okay. And I used to hear that stuff come out of my mouth and I'm like, oh, 
first of all, they're going to feel guilty. It's like a backhanded yes. It doesn't feel good. But also they're witnessing, like, I was just about to do something for myself, but sure, I'll put it down in a moment's notice. And that's not healthy either, you know? So not only does it make us a nice person and a more fun and all the good stuff, it also just, it's not a good example to show them, like, put your own self-care aside it with the like just if the cat meows you you drop your self-care and I guess they need food our our self-care routine can't be that fragile or they will see that and there's a good chance that they'll emulate that as well you know I completely agree with that absolutely and when my my seven-year-old she will often um ask me to do things when I'm doing for myself that she already knows how to do (laughs) totally Totally. Like she can get her, she can get her own juice anytime, but let's say I'm, she knows I'm like, I'm doing something, you know, a little something special for myself right now to take a break or decompress or whatever. And she'll be like, Oh, could you get me? And I'm like, you know how to get your own juice. You're a big girl. Come on now you can do it. And I know I'm on the right track with this because she will sometimes say, Oh, I think I'm going to do a little bit of yoga and she'll roll the mat out and just do some funny things that she, she knows how to do. And she'll be like, Oh, I think I just need a little rest. And she'll pour herself up a, a some almond milk and put a little strawberry on the side and straw. Like she's picking up on, it's nice to do nice things for yourself. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to see them doing that. So yes. you need to be, strong in that moment and be like, you can go get your own juice, right? And I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe there's a lot of other moms that can rock that easily because we all have our things. But for me, that is a really big one is like, I, I can, I can count so many times that I've stopped a yoga, you know, session, or I've stopped the bath filling up or I've, you know, stopped halfway through painting my nails or whatever it is or journaling. Right to just go do something for them when they can do it themselves. It's not like they're starving. Come on, we eat dinner, you're clothed, you're fine. You're not hurt. That's something different if they're hurt or there's a problem. But it's just that little like, can you go get this for me? Because I don't want to take off my shoes and walk through the house. And it's like, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) We think that loving them is doing everything for them. But it's actually not the case. Doing everything for ourselves to fill up our cup, like you said, and then supporting them and loving them and being there for them and teaching them things. And of course, that's also important. But stopping your own joy just to do something for them because they're kind of, you know, kids, they kind of like to see what they can get away with. You know, whether they're extremely nice kids or not, it's not about that. It's not like they're bad kids. It's just that's what the growth, that's the development they're in. That's the stage they're in is to like, let's just see how much mom will do for me. So it's powerful to teach them independence. And I see my kids when they do something for themselves, how good they actually feel. Like I got my own juice or I made my own toast or whatever's appropriate for their age. you know they it lights them up as well so it is really important so um before we go I would love to know what would be um I mean there is so much gold in all of this but what would be your biggest advice for a woman looking to make big change in their life maybe they're deeply resonating with your story and your path um what would you what would you recommend I'll 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 say a few things I've probably already touched them all touched on them already but if I could honestly condense everything we just talked about just down into one sentence for women to take and run with, leak and the net will appear. I promise you, it will. You have to trust that it will, though. 
you have to believe that it will because it's your belief that it will and your trust that it will that will make it appear leap and the net will appear because every time i took the leap um i'll even go back to like i'm um, like one of the paid programs quite a while ago and and you you probably remember this. I'm like, oh, I want to take this. And oh, this is for me. And I just know that this will help me and it will do this and it will do that. But I don't have the money. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to leap. And that damn net's going to appear. <laughs> and I leapt. And then I got that refund from um, the power company. Like, oh, you've been overpaying for this long. And here's $1,000. Like, leap and the net will appear. I promise you. Once you leap take it one day at a time, surrender, just surrender, surrender your expectations, surrender everything. Of course, you can have goals in mind and a picture of where you're going and what you want to, where you want to be and what you want to do, of course, right? But surrender the, the how. How is it going to happen? Don't think about that. I didn't think about how I was going to have my own home. I didn't think about how I was going to have a brand new vehicle. I just knew that I wanted it. I knew that we deserved it. Um, I, I knew that it would come to me if I just visualized and believed and, and I brought it into my reality. And I know that sounds really simple and almost like not believable, but if I could do this, anyone could do this. I have an eight-year-old daughter that's autistic and nonverbal and, you know, she's the light of my life and just this wonderful kid but there are a lot of challenges in um, raising her and taking care of her on a daily basis. Um, for example, like that, that can be really draining and really taxing sometimes for her, for me, like we're, we're fumbling through this together, her and I, unless autism is, has touched your life or is in your life, you don't really know. But um, even with that, like if you believe the resources for that come, the people for that come, you just have to believe that what you need is, is going to come. Put your self-care up there. And if you feel guilty about it sometimes, get comfortable with that. It's okay. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. And, you know, visualize. Visualize with a purpose. Like, get those feelings going there. Visualize what, where you want to see yourself. And put as much detail in there as, as you want, but like conjure up those feelings. Like how would it feel to not be in a crappy relationship anymore, to be only accountable to yourself and like doing fun things on your own and not arguing and not having all this tension. Like what feelings would that evoke in you and try to evoke them? And there was something else. This, this is very important as well to Leah. And I also learned this from you, like incrementally upgrading your life. Whoa. Like, whoa, <laughs> that is huge. Like, you know, you can't change your whole life overnight, right? And take, I'm going to stop doing this and I'm going to stop eating carbs and I'm going to stop staying up late and I'm going to stop smoking or whatever it is you're, you're trying to stop. Don't try to stop doing anything. Start adding things. Start adding goodness mm -hmm. and more good things like more water, more tea, more fruit, more veggies, more talking to people on the phone who bring up the best in you. Um, whatever it is for you that lights you up and makes you happy, whatever those things are, right? Do more of them. Just add as many good things as you can. And it's been my experience, the more good things that you add when you're trying to make changes, they, the good things add up and eventually start pushing the bad things out of the way. That's been my experience anyway. 
treat yourself like a VIP. And the reason why, why I mentioned my daughter before, because it's, it's hard for us moms to justify treating ourselves well when, you know, we have kids. It's even harder for special needs moms and anyone out there who's a special needs parent will understand that. It's even harder for us. So I know if I can do it, anyone can do it. You know, don't wait around for people to do nice things for you. Do nice things for yourself. And ironically, that that does um, attract other people doing nice things for you as well. But you you have to set the standard. Leap and that net's going to appear, I promise you, in, in whatever, whatever the net looks like for you, whatever it is. And, you know, incrementally upgrade your life and pick some mantras, do some visualization. Um, you don't got to do all that stuff every day, you know, because that's the tall order and that's too much. But, you know, whatever, whatever works for you. And it, it just has to be a few minutes because I can't say I sat down and visualized all day because who has time for that? But, you know, two or three minutes a day of visualizing something when you're fully intent on that particular thing, that's powerful. I just love what you're sharing. I think that it's really powerful for everyone to know that you can change your life. Um, incrementally upgrading is just like, that's what you did is one thing at a time, one thought at a time, one belief at a time, you know, one commitment at a time to trust. And it was just one thing at a time makes massive change very quickly. (laughs) Absolutely. Everything you've been able to do, it's been so fun to watch your journey unfold and to watch like literally watching in the membership, like, hey, I manifested this house. Hey, (laughs) I manifested this brand new car out of nowhere. Like guys, the miracles that are coming Veronica's way is like the things that you see online. You're like, how the heck did she do this? And so now you're learning and now you're hearing the inside of how people do manifest homes and vehicles and all the things, you know, it's, we could go on and on about the things that you have created, the daily miracles you've created, the massive shifts you've created. Um, And just to get yourself to a point now where you know you can create those things. Like when a vehicle walks into your life, a brand new vehicle, when a home comes to your way, it's just, you can't deny it anymore. This really is the thing. And, And to visualize the swing set and then now be living in it. So this stuff that Veronica has been doing to everybody that's listening, this is the stuff. This really is the work. So if you've been doing this stuff, know that it is working. If you don't know where to start, take a page out of Veronica's book and just, you know, start leaping, start incrementally changing, pick some mantras that work, examine those beliefs on like, do I actually believe this is possible? And once you get to that place of like, yeah, I can do it. There must be a way, you know, as you've heard me say, Veronica, a million times, I love saying there must be a way because that's a really good way to change it from, I don't know how the hell to do this or how is this ever going to work and bridge the gap between that and like, holy shit, it's happening. Sometimes we need that middle ground, which is for me, it's there must be a way, you know, flex that faith muscle because it really, um, It really changes things quickly. Thank you so, so much, Veronica. I really appreciate you taking the time to share all this with us and for being such a beautiful person and member of the community, the membership, and just sharing everything you have. There's a lot of people that are going to deeply resonate with this. It's my pleasure, Talia. My pleasure. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, I hope you have a fantastic day and I can't wait to see where life takes you. Well, you know what? I should I should just mention this really quickly. Just add a little frosting to the cake of this. Um, I am starting community college in September. 
Um, it's a course for a teacher's assistant. It's something I've always wanted to do because I'll be working with, with special needs kids and that's kind of close to my heart. And I didn't have the money for this course. It's a $12,000 course. I applied to for funding and it took me many, many months and many letters and all this stuff. And I'm now fully funded. This course is going to be paid for for me. So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> How incredible. You guys, this is like, oh, <laughs> this is so, it's just so perfect. That's a lot. $12,000. That's not, yep. that's not chump change. That's wow. Good yep. job. That is so incredible. Congratulations on that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And, and I, I knew this is what I wanted to do when I knew the course was $12,000 and I didn't know where I was going to get the money but I knew I had been led this far because this is what I was meant to do. And so I just said to myself, it, it's going to work. The money's going to come from somewhere. I know it. I feel it. I believed in it. And it happened. It happened for me because I believe that it would. That's my firm belief. Yeah. And you get to work with specialties children, which is just such a beautiful way to serve the world and to give back and to share what life has taught you, right? Having your own child with autism has taught you so much. And so that's not something that you learned in a course. That was something you learned in the hard knock school of life, right? And so it's so beautiful that you get to support other children and parents and whatever, you know, whatever the path is going to take you, whatever is going to happen there. It's so needed and so powerful. So thank you so much for doing that. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. It was wonderful. Recapping it now with you. I'm like, damn, (laughs) it's been a pretty cool journey. (laughs) It's like, damn, I am amazing. Oh, well, thank you so much, Veronica. I acknowledge all of your hard work and your ability to allow in miracles. Your receiving energy is off the charts. So really good job on that. And I'm just so excited to watch your journey unfold. And thank you so much for sharing everything today. Thank you, Talia. It was my pleasure. And you've helped me so much to get here as well. I have to take my hat off, tip my hat to you as well, because I've learned so much from you, from Food Buddha, from the membership, like this, being in the membership, um, meeting you, knowing you, we haven't met physically, but we know each other. (laughs) Um, it has, it has helped me so much to get to where I am. I can't stress that enough for people to like, you know, find the money, whatever, like join a membership, get a coach, like, get yourself started. Like, don't let the money thing scare you off because the money, the money will find its way to you. If that's what you need to do, what you need to do. Like it really honestly will. Um, if you need to get into a group or find a coach, like do that, do that for yourself. The money, the money will be there. The money will come. Awesome. Thank you so much. And, um, yeah, I'll be talking to you soon. (laughs) Alrighty. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks Veronica. Bye. Bye Bye. Hey love, thank you for listening to today's episode. I really hope you got some incredible value from it. And if you did, 
pretty please head over to iTunes and leave me a review and hit the subscribe button. This really does make a huge difference in the success of the show. And it really shows me that you want this type of training, tools, techniques to hack law of attraction and have you manifest fast. Thank you in advance for that. And before I go, I want to remind you that there is a version of yourself that already has what it is that you want, already has the manifestations, already has the love, the abundance, the success, the freedom, the self-confidence, and everything else that you could want. So what I'm going to encourage you to do today is to envision her, embody her, ask what's her energy about, what's her mindset like, and what advice does she have for me today? As you do this, my love, you awaken her. You quantum align, you collapse time, and you make yourself able to manifest the life you want so much quicker. Have a fantastic day, and I will see you in the next episode. Oh,